listen to records Smell the cover, read all the verses Tell me about your favorites on vinyl and vision Hey folks, thanks for tuning in to the latest episode of Vinyl and Vision. Here we are with episode 70. Wow, another big landmark. Today's very special guest is Bocek, the band. Uh, Bocek is a band that consists of five members, and I spoke with all five of them. Joe, John, uh, Nevin, Dante, and Noah. Kind of weird speaking to a group like that. Uh, I don't think I've ever spoken to an entire band before. But it was a very cool experience, and what a great band. Um, I was able to do this on location at their place, uh, at Joe's place, I believe it was. And uh, Joe did all the work for me. It was kind of amazing. I feel like I was their guest. He already had the setup there at his place to uh, to essentially record a podcast, because I believe his roommate does a podcast as himself, and I'm very sorry I forget the name of that show. Um, but uh, I will find out the details and share them with you. But that's where we were, and this was on location. Very cool. Well, what you have been listening to is uh, one of the songs off of Bocek's last record, Here Now, Deaf Later, called Fried Come the Morning. And uh, we are very pleased and honored to announce that we will be premiering Bocek's first single off of their new record, which has yet to be released, called Tightly Clung to Love. This song is called Beamin', and that will be at the end of the episode in its entirety. So please stick around for that if you'd like to hear their new song. Uh, Such a pleasure and an honor. Seriously, um, I thank Bocek for having this conversation with me and allowing me the opportunity to share this song with you. I think you're really going to like it. Um, Topic of conversation today was Atacac's Obasima. What can I say about that? Wow. Hard record to cover for me. If you uh, if you at all know what I do here on this show, that is a tough record for me to cover. Um, just primarily because it's in a different language. Sucks for me. But I figured it out. Actually, I was able to do something very cool uh, and made it work out, and, uh, and we had a great, great conversation. So I hope you all enjoy it. And uh, all that we ask here at Vinyl Vision is that you please do all the things you do with the internet. Uh, like, share, comment, rate, review, subscribe. Those last two are the most important, and we uh, really hope that you do those. We thank you very much for doing that. Um, it helps us out. Um, oh, that's right. It's Memorial Day. I hope you are all having a, uh, a ho- happy holiday weekend. Um, this is coming out on Monday, so it's the end of the weekend, but uh, still a federal holiday, and so I hope you're all off gallivanting and enjoying the day with friends and family and uh, however it is that you like to pass the time. Um, Happiest of holidays to you and enjoy the show. Alright, rolling. Cool. Well, thank you for having me here in the place. What do you call this? The place? The house? So. Um, the one we'll call this the one one seven. Yeah, the one one seven. 
Cool, man. Yeah, I, I love it here. I mean, it's I'm, we're surrounded by records and musical instruments. What else can we ask for? Exactly. Absolutely. An oasis. Paradise. <laughs> hockey. Yeah, there's hockey on the walls. There's so much, so much <laughs> hockey glasses. everywhere. Yeah. Pucks galore. All right. So, so let's get right into this. So the first thing I want to start talking about is um, the name of the artist that you chose this evening, Atacac, right? Mm-hmm. So he's a Ghanaian artist, and he's also a twin. Yes. So the the Atta portion of his name means twin, and the Kak uh, portion is short for Kakra. I'm, I'm assuming you're gonna have to forgive me on my pronunciations for some of these words. Kakra, which means small. So based on this, his name essentially means small twin. Mm. Um, where where did you guys get your name from? Did, is it? Like I've seen two different stories for where you guys get your name from. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. Well, let's see. Let's see which one you get. <laughs> no, I, well, so I wanted I wanted to ask because um, I I found like I researched the word bocek and so I found a Czech uh, word which is spelled a little different. There's no C. There's no H. I don't think. Mm. Oh, okay. And yeah. so that that word in Ch- in the Czech means is a nickname for an illegitimate child. Whoa, oh, wow! Whoa. So that is interesting. interesting. Yeah, if you will. Yeah, as we are. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm an illegitimate child. Yeah, you are. Yeah, I think yeah. legitimately, you're Mostly illegitimate. Illegitimate. I don't even know what, the, yeah, have what that means, that's but it the sounds like me. Of a, a bastard child. Oh yeah, that's me. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. Unwed child. We've got a couple. Oh. Yeah. Non-legits. Um, Non-legit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah. after that. No, no. It's not. You, you're definitely Negatory. the. You're the okay. closest anyone's gotten to the actual. It, it is. Polish. Okay. And it is spelt You're without an H. I'm given the real oh answer because whatever wow. you have read has been wow. illegitimate. And yeah, why I, I'm, yeah. I make up reveal. answers every interview. Sure. Yeah. sure. But, yeah, you, um, got it. <clears throat> but you got it. It is it's <laughs> Polish. Okay. And yeah, so the H is spelt. You replace the H with a Z and it means bacon. <laughs> we were in eighth grade. That's, that's all I'll say. Yeah. I'm a vegetarian. Hmm. Yeah, and I'm Polish. That's oh, okay. That gives context. I have a Polish last name. Dante is Polish. So, so were you, were you the person that brought the name in? Yeah, I guess my grandma. But yeah, I mean, well, so the band originally was the three of us and another drummer. <clears throat> yeah. So yeah, I think I proposed. Bocek. It, yeah. It's good. It's concise. It works. I mean, yeah. it, it's it's definitely like uh, intriguing. You know, obviously, especially without like a definitive answer to what that is and like where it comes from. I mean, it's kind of int- intriguing, and it suits the band. It suits the musical style. I oh. mean, you guys are are kind of a weird mix of weird mixed bag of uh, styles. You know, hundred percent. Yeah. So, um, and so you were just saying, how how long have you guys been around for? Well, our 10 years was in February, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Three of us joined. Dante, Nevin, John. Yes. And then we had another drummer, Zach Davey. And that was the band for five years, out of high school or whatever. Yeah, eighth grade we started. Started for the show. 2014. 2012. 2012. 10 years. 10 years. Yeah, Joe's been on the scene that whole time, pretty much. Yeah, I've known John pretty much. The whole the time, yeah. Mm-hmm. Since you're since in like that. music kind of. Yeah, I worked at a music store at the time, where there was a yeah. like a band. We were playing the Narrows, and 
y'all had your band like in that project, so I was always around. Mm -hmm. Like a jam camp. I remember, yeah, you know, when we played a battle of the bands at the right. Cupcake Factory. That's right. And Joe played with Moment of Clarity. And I, I played was shook. A, I yes. was like, oh there was boy, a battle Joe Ravello was playing Factory. with them. And I played in another band. So we've always kind of been yeah, we've been circuit. Some time. <laughs> yeah, and then we got Noah. Yeah, 2017. College. And Noah in school. Became best friends. Yeah, the first thing I ever said to John was, hey, you like a pad with me? <laughs> <laughs> and I did, and I. We talked about Pat Metheny. Is that anything to say? Wow. Yeah. yeah. Was you like without Pat that, Pat who knows? Because yeah. we were both guitar students. Oh, yeah, you studied guitar. Man. And bonded on Pat Metheny. How weird. Yeah. <laughs> and John only That's went to, shredder, to college for one semester, yeah, so was... without that semester. Yeah, very beautiful. Yeah, it's, really yeah made a big picked up Noah, and then semester. that was that. Wow. Picked up Noah. <laughs> <laughs> And our first gig was at like two in the afternoon at the Middle East upstairs. <laughs> yeah, that was a very sunny day. I remember nice. two yeah. in the afternoon. That's yeah. weird. Yeah, it good, was one good of those. time for rocking. It was one of those. One of those. <laughs> you gotta have one of those to have a couple different ones. You know? Yeah, you know, you gotta start somewhere, right? Yeah, exactly. That's how the adage goes. Now, okay, so we got to the bottom of the name. Now, the other thing I saw, like, so I was doing a lot of research on you guys, obviously, but. Um, so I checked out your band camp and you have that you had one of the singles released before the full length record came out, mm -hmm. which on Bandcamp it's just an untitled track. Yeah. It yeah. eventually got titled in the Rainbows. What yeah. was the problem with that song? So this was all TuneCore. Just us, we have the MP3 file as Rainbows. It was the code name for the song all the time, but yeah, we wanted it. We were writing it, it was called Rainbows. Yeah. And we always after we wrote it, the intent was for it to be an ellipsis and just not be named and mm -hmm. Spotify and whatever, like online streaming, it just, they wouldn't accept that as a title. Yeah. So then we named it. Spotify won't let us name this track the way we want it to. <laughs> and then that wasn't accepted. And then we smashed the keyboard. And then and that wasn't that. accepted. Yeah. <laughs> just I don't like know. A bunch of random. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah. I don't know. We just had so much trouble. And then Weird. finally, uh, we're just, it, I think it told us, can name. you name it? I don't know. Do they want us to name it the file name? I guess. I think <laughs> yeah. at that we point, we were like, let's just it, yeah. get it out and call it Rainbows. I think Rainbows is a good it's title a suiting for it. It's a suiting name. It's a out in the void. Right. Mm. But it ended up on the album, and mm. it's the second track, and it's called uh, Honeycomb-Shaped Womb? No, um, it's at the end of Fried Come the Morning. And oh, on it? the Spotify version, it's listed Fried Come the Morning dot 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 ellipsis. So technically, I guess on the album, it has the name we wanted it to have. Mm, okay. Weirdly, it's just like coming after that third track's title. Right, right. Yeah. Oh, weird. I didn't know if you were having some weird drama with Spotify because God knows they're the, 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 the devil. Oh, I guess. Yeah, I mean, all streaming services I are mean, pretty tough. And... Yeah, they yeah. just, they really wanted a typical... Typical name. They wanted us to conform. It's so yeah. weird. I mean, like, doesn't is there? Are there other bands that have had things like that? Like, uh, what Seeger Ross? Didn't they have a whole record just full of like weird, like parentheses and stuff like yeah, that? Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. There's a ton. That electronic artist Fortet has a ton of like side projects, and they're all just crazy characters. Like, right. Mm -hmm. So. So what's the loophole might, here? Like, I think it depends on 
your status. You know, like how your how your songs are being distributed. Like we yeah, were using right. TuneCore and now we're using DistroKid. It's just like music distributors that mm-hmm. anybody can really sign up for. Right. So maybe it's just speculating, but maybe if you are on a label or something, they have ways mm-hmm. to communicate outside of that. Perhaps. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Wasn't Weird. there an issue too, like something being all caps, like we couldn't do? Yeah, yes. it has to be specific case, yeah. like very yeah. dumb and very specific. That's silly. Yeah. So um, we, so I'm pretty interested in this in the choice that you made. Yeah. Uh, now, first of all, this is only the second time I've talked to more than one person, so you all had to come to an agreement on this record. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Yes, I think that's a big part of why we chose this album. Because you all could agree on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was pretty quick. Too. Yeah, yeah. Like, that we were like, yeah. If it's all of us, and it's going to be this one, it's gonna be <laughs> yeah. like, what else would it be? It, well, originally, we were saying lick my decals off, baby. Oh, that's a good one. Nice. Yeah, sure. But yeah. we saw that um, someone did trout mask and just kind of wanted to like maybe shy away from that, just like okay, something Switch else. Switch you up a bit. Mm. Yeah, yeah. You, did you really want to challenge me specifically? <laughs> <laughs> it was also a thought like there isn't a whole lot like no to like not. look into or like research mm. about it. But I I think that's kind of cool too. Yeah, it's like we're definitely into a lot of artists like that too, that are just kind of like oh they. In the, in the 80s, they recorded an album, never released it, and then someone now found it and put it yeah, out. Yeah, And right. it's just, like, almost, like, found outsider music kind of deal. Yeah. But I feel like this record specifically, like, all of us, like, Nevin was the one who found it originally, like, in a YouTube video. Mm-hmm. And and when was that? 2018? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So it was just, after like uh, African tapes. I mean, the awesome tapes from Africa kind of found it and yeah, started to distribute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was I don't know exactly year. Yeah, when it was published on yeah. Spotify. <clears throat> so I'd imagine. Yeah, Maybe. I feel like that was yeah. that summer. We listened to it so much, like just oh in car rides <laughs> everywhere, and just yeah, like we passed <laughs> it down. Like going I forgot hard. when I heard it, but I heard it through you. you it's guys. just very I infectious. Remember, I remember we played a gig at the old revival in Cranston, mm-hmm. and we were just standing outside. Out near a car, one of our cars, and we were just like blasting it, like, yeah. coming in and out of like the parking lot, just like staring at us. And I feel like someone who was with us—I don't remember who it was—but they were like, "This is a scary album. Like, it, it's scary." Here, yeah, you know? I, I feel like it gives so me bad. such good vibes the whole time. Oh yeah, it's just me like, too. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just very infectious. Show it to those. They can't. They have to dance to it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what's scary. It makes you dance. That's the scary yeah. part. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not in control. It's forced. Yeah, it brings out the best in you. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, it's interesting. I mean, like, so, uh, so his his career is like completely revived at this point, yeah. and he's actually on tour oh right goodness, now. Yeah. You guys went to go see him. Did you all go to see him in New York? Uh, the four of us joined yeah, the only one. Oh okay. But, but it was it was great. It really worked out, especially for me, because like it had been such a long time coming. We had tickets initially to see them in New York right before the pandemic, like yeah, beginning of April 2020. Mm. And then oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. all got canceled. And we'd been kind of talking about it, too. Like, oh, I wonder if that's going to get rescheduled or, or what. Right. And then this year came to life with San Rouge and, and West Village. And I was coming off a tour. And 
really close to New York, so I was like, all right, I gotta go. And I like, found a ticket. Yes. And then, yeah, it was a, it was incredible. Yeah, yeah, it was insane. Truly incredible. So much leading up to it too. It's like two years right. later we finally get to see him, and it was incredible. Like the energy. Mm off the chain man right i've never i haven't danced like that yeah it was at a show it was a very sweaty show yeah very tight so tight and wow. everyone was just going for it and he had so yeah. much energy too i was like astounded oh goodness, at like yeah. like all those those vocals take so much breath and like effort and he was just dancing around the entire time and just huge like smile yeah just a huge smile the entire time I was like i don't know how i don't know how somebody can even do that for that long yeah. like, right yeah, and he's an older guy now. I don't know how old he is, but he's he, got to be like sixties, like yeah, right, fifty yeah, to seventy. He had the, the grays. Yeah, yeah. No, so he grand. recorded this yeah. in nineteen ninety four. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, he's and then in Canada. Right, he was living in Toronto. Um, so let's see. So he he recorded this, released it in nineteen ninety four. Uh, recorded it with secondhand studio gear in his apartment in Toronto. Um, now I know the the band has been your band has been recording at Big Nice Studios. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So uh, what was uh, what was recording like before you found Big Nice? Um, mm. um, I feel like powerful. really the only effort that we had was our 2018 EP Immature, which mm -hmm. we recorded in John's basement in like a weekend, mm -hmm. and oh. so, uh, someone we were friends with at the time just brought over all their stuff to record us we set up in different rooms in the basement and then nevin was upstairs mm -hmm. um so pretty diy yeah yeah pretty and all all live just kind of one take or yeah. essentially was yeah. It yeah all live that all i live. think so yeah, yeah that that's why we were all part. in different rooms yeah you're all isolated track yeah we were on different <laughs> floors too yeah yeah nevin's just local. like all right you guys be able to be so tight i was there too yeah, yeah. yeah. we just yeah. had a bunch of people yeah. coming through of course yeah joe's actually on the disc him sleeping yeah, on, I'm uh, sleeping on the ground. floor <laughs> somewhere on the <laughs> physical yeah. Um, yeah, that was that's a good weekend. But for you to be able to record <laughs> vocals in the bathroom and know all the cues of when everything is, not seeing. Oh, yeah, other, yeah, the cues. That, pretty, I thought yeah. that was amazing. That was crazy. Yeah, Weird. so cool. It's really different. Everyone's yeah. in a different room in the house. Yeah, I think I recorded in the, I think it was a dining room. Yeah, room something. Yeah. You know, you just got I was in my it. room and then like Dante was in the basement, Noah in the laundry room. Yep. Yeah. And my parents were supposed to be away that weekend, but they didn't go away. <laughs> but then we so still, everyone was just like, just, it was still chill. Trapped. It was chill. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't it was very with chill. It. And like, other than that, we hadn't really recorded together at all. Now, we had another EP that we recorded in high school with Zach. Um, yeah. In his basement. In his basement. Half basement. It was oh, like okay. half in like Chris's basement, your guitar teacher, and then half hmm. in Zach's basement. Wow. That was the first EP, the yeah. release 2015? Yeah. 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 Okay. High school, senior wow. year. So yeah. that's when Attica I think got that was published. Pretty <laughs> 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 full circle. Yeah. Wow, wild. All right. Well, you know what? So speaking of that, um, so Attikak, I mean, this is like a, a like a world music artist. Do you guys have any other music that you dig that's uh, international? Oh my goodness, so much. So much. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, I, I love a lot of Brazilian music, a lot of like samba and bossa nova. I mean, you name it, man. Like so much traditional music is just so, yeah. it, it's a big part of like my rhythmic knowledge, I guess. I feel like I, I base so much of it off of like things that I've learned of like, West African musical traditions, um, 
Indonesian musical traditions, like a lot of stuff that I like studied in school. But mm. yeah, I feel like we're into stuff from all over the place. Mm -hmm. A lot of Brazilian music, as far as like really like shared, mutual, like yeah. likes between us, you know. Yeah, and I feel like you can definitely hear that as well. Like, oh I feel yeah, like it definitely just shines. There's a lot through. of like Latin, like Afro-Cuban rhythms, yeah. and mm -hmm. especially some of our newer stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and you guys have something coming out new. Some you have new music. Yes. We do have yes. new music coming out. This yeah, I think at the point summer. of this releasing, we should have announced our album by now, right? Most likely. Yeah. Two like two weeks from now or so. Like yeah. Now. Yeah. Yeah. So can, we can say it. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 Our our album is uh, coming out very soon. Second <laughs> uh, <laughs> July twenty second. As of right, that's like a soft right date, Project. right? Sure. No, July. Yeah, and who, who's putting it out? So we got Roz Raskin from Self Love Records oh, dropping cool. cassettes for us. And then we're on another label called Dollhouse Lightning. And they're also releasing it. We're doing it on two labels. Yeah, and we um, did um, our last album, uh, Here Now, Death Later, on Dollhouse. So oh, okay. now we kind of get the best of both worlds. Yeah, and... right. yeah who, who, who is Dollhouse? So it's a couple of people. I think they're based in New Hampshire now. They were in Massachusetts, but it's our homie Greg who started it. And they're in a really cool band called Cheap City. And they, they have a ton of other like musical projects. But yeah, it's a, a small, cool label. Got some good friends on there, like Wax On. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah, mostly like Northeast stuff i think there's like a band from london on that label but yeah, it's pretty someone from portland oregon too hmm. yeah yeah it's pretty small for the most part and yeah local local stuff mm -hmm. yeah cheap city i mean that's how we even met greg in the first place and we just fell Incredible. in love with that band yeah, we, band. We're, yeah. we're in love with them one of the best cool yeah. so and uh and so what is uh do you guys tour at all or are you going to be touring at all yeah in july we're kind of Something in the Got works. a small little thing happening before the release, and then, you know, probably plan a couple more. Yeah. After that, try to do something in the winter, maybe the spring again. Yeah, we have to keep the tours coming yeah. at this point. Right. Yeah. Yeah, keep that momentum going, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Um, especially with the new record too. Yeah, we're very excited think, about that. Yeah, this one's gonna. I think it's gonna be palatable. Compared to here now, death later. Yeah, it's Wait, a lot. What do you, what's warmer. the problem with here now, death later? Well, well, there's no problem. There's no problem. problem. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a good record. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. but we love it. We love it. Yeah, I think this one's like shorter. It's more like precise. Response. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like a, we it's kind of response, made it yeah. as a response to that album. Yeah. So it's like it's almost like poppier kind of. It's yeah. It's just a lot warmer. It's a lot sweeter. Yeah. There's a lot of sonic extremes on. Here now, Death Later. Yeah, that's and I mean, there are moments on this record that share that same energy and sentiment, mm -hmm. but it feels a little bit like less like aggressive in a way. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like, more like centered on like healing. Yeah, and I'd like say. like love. I feel like. Oh, like, cool. Which interesting. It's like part of the title too. Mm -hmm. Which I, I mean. Yeah, tightly clung to love. I don't know if that was. Uh, yeah, tightly yeah, clung to love. Tightly clung to love. The title. Yeah. The album. All right. Yeah. Um, well, so uh, are you playing any of the new material? Because you have a good show coming up this weekend, right? Yeah, we do. Yeah. 
Yeah, we've yeah, been, so yeah, we, we've been playing, we've been playing it out. When did Bocek Orchestra happen? We played yeah, Cheap yeah. City then, too. Yeah, um, September 25th or something? Or no, September 18th. Mid, mid-September. Yeah, we were playing some songs from it then, yeah. too. Yeah, but there's... I mean, the first single that's going to come out, we've been playing that song since... 2019, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, 2020, yeah. and we've had it forever. Um, and we started recording yeah. the album before our last album even came out. It was just before the pandemic hit that yeah, we started, that we had our session. Yeah, oh, so wow. it's been, it's like very much a pandemic album. It's like almost split. Like half of the songs were kind of made before the pandemic, and then half were kind of like during huh. the pro- written during. Yeah. 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 So, what have you guys been doing during the pandemic? Just seeing as how you brought it up. Yeah. Writing some other really stuff. Is there other stuff in the can? Finishing or? up this album because when we originally tracked the three songs we tracked on this, the first songs we tracked, it wasn't even the idea that we had an album. We we're just like, oh, we have these three songs. Let's just track them. Mm-hmm. And then everything kind of spiraled with the pandemic, and we were just sitting on these three tracks mm-hmm. and had all this time and started writing more and things just kind of built up and it was like, Oh, we got an album here now. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. We moved into like all of us together. Nevin, Dante and I mm-hmm. were living together and then John moved in with us like summer, summer of 2020. 2020. So it was cool. Like we were around each other a lot too. So I feel like a lot of it was spent like polishing and like writing the songs that we're going to, cap off the album and we got to go back to the studio as things like progressed a little bit Mm -hmm. um yeah we made shirts yeah (laughs) honestly i mean we didn't there was also a lot of nothing yeah Yeah, right no for sure because you couldn't i mean you couldn't get together like you know Lots of board oh, yeah, games. lots of board oh, games. Lots of cuphead. Like over a thousand dollars on board games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really I haven't seen yeah. a lot of Those haven't been touched in a little bit now at this point. I know. I'm still busting out. I know. We need to bust it out. So uh, let, let's see. Uh, Brian Shimkovitz, that was the name yes. of the founder of Awesome Tapes from Africa, yep. um, found and purchased a cassette copy of this album in the Cape Coast of Ghana in 2002. And didn't start proclaiming the gospel of Atta, at attack until 2006 when he started searching for him. Mm. So, uh, who would you, uh, who could you say discovered you or is a champion of yours? Hmm. Oh, I feel like for a bit it was Mike D. Yeah, yeah. Mike D. Yeah. Mike Delahanty. Yeah. 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 Oh, cool. Um, when did you meet him? Yeah, a while ago, like 20. I mean, we've been 16, looking at the Met since maybe like before. 2015 or something. He was aware of us. Yeah, even when we were in high school, I feel like he was like, yeah, you guys yeah, something. Really and good. so we were booking at the Met a lot with Mike. Okay. Mike's even strung through my, you know, history of playing in the circuit through the alien yeah. band. And, yeah, um, yeah. I still see Mike all the time now. I play in a cover band called Real Weird, and we play at Union oh, once. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, we, Mike's it's fun. so funny how intertwined. Oh, yeah. You know, Mike kind of is with. With the entire music scene. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, He's amazing. Yeah, so... I'm trying to think. I feel like that's... Hash. Definitely one of the big songs. Hash, too, has helped us. Hash, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I definitely feel like Mike's an early one. Yeah. Just getting a call from Mike, he's like, yo, you guys are going to open up for right. Yeah, that was was (laughs) really... At the time, we were just like... (laughs) 
pretty that mind blowing. Yeah. yeah, that was a good moment. Couldn't, yeah, couldn't have come at a better time for us. And you're so hyped on that. That's so cool. nice of him to reach out about that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I, he's he's been around forever. I mean, Jesus, yeah. I've I've worked with him like 20 years ago, even more than 20 <laughs> wow. years ago. Yeah, he's. Yeah. Uh, but he did retire, right? Didn't he? Like yeah. officially stop booking, but now he's kind of getting back into it. It seems like he does it here and there when it's yeah. something like really solid. I know he booked Tiger's Shop mm-hmm. at Union Station, and he just booked the Mummies at Alchemy, I think. Oh yeah. Is it here comes the Mummies. No, I think it's just the Mummies. No, it's the Mummies. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. Cool. Um, I guess you could say probably Roz Raskin is also a champion, considering she's going to totally, put out the new record for sure. Totally. Like these days, like. They've definitely been helping us a ton and just yeah. showing us so much love. I I feel like that relationship has definitely been like just like forming probably since like twenty nineteen when we moved here. Cause yeah. Our other band played a show where they were playing solo um at dusk and I think that was the first time meeting them and like really yeah. like finding out about Nova One and and I remember when I was in college, I used to see, like, right, the rice cake stickers, like, all over, like, the music lockers. And I was like, oh, that's a funny name. Like, yeah. And then I find out later all these stickers that I'm seeing is, like, a very well-loved and, like, sick Providence band. Right. And, like... Yeah. But, yeah, I feel like, I mean, personally, I look up to them a lot in a lot of ways, just, like, musically. They're an incredible musician, incredible person. Yeah, like, insane songwriter. You can say so much. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. So moving on, we're going to say, um, so I think I was kind of touching on this with you earlier because I asked who had the record because I know that they did finally release this album mm-hmm. on vinyl. Yeah. You have a copy, yeah. Evan? Anyone else have a copy or no? No. All right. Because no. they're sold out Evans. now. I mean, it's mm-hmm. probably, I don't oh, know. Yeah. yeah. Who knows where you can find one now? Yeah. <clears throat> I've, had, I've had that copy <clears throat> in my crate for a bit. Yeah. What do you think of it? You probably had more play on it than I have. Yeah, it's a gem. <laughs> it's like the hidden, like right. What I got. <laughs> but, <laughs> see, so so I was I was curious because like so I don't I I, I had never heard of Etikak until you guys mentioned it to me mm-hmm. and I started to research it and listen to it. Um, and like I was telling you on their Bandcamp page, their when they released the vinyl, they supposedly had two different mixes. They had the oh. original off of uh, Brian's cassette because they had to master it from his the cassette that he bought mm-hmm. and then i don't know the exact story i can't remember very well but supposedly they were able to manipulate it somehow so that it was at the original speed yeah that he recorded it at and but so you none of you have heard that that mix no no yeah like, not as far as i know that's weird i mean because yeah. i felt i feel like it should have been with that record yeah it would have made sense just given the format you know yeah mm. Huh. I don't know. I'm going to have to look into it again, but because uh, I want to kind of hear that because I was wondering for you guys, like if you think if you thought you heard the original of this album instead of like what we all know, which the world knows from that cassette tape, mm-hmm. like, do you think it would change your impression of the record? Mm. I feel like we listen to a lot of music that had like the quality, like isn't necessarily the best because it comes from tapes in the first place. And it's just like kind of like hidden Right. gems of an album yeah. in the first place and i feel like sometimes that even adds to it right right you know but tape I mean? speed that's something different like yeah if true. you like listen to a 45 at 33 yeah. you know or or vice <laughs> versa you listen to a 33 yeah, record yeah. on 45 yeah. that's just it's it's a di- it almost sounds like a different song yeah, you know totally um i don't know how much of a difference that 
was for this record because I haven't heard what the original was. Mm. Yeah. But um, that's why I want to know if you guys even heard it. I don't know if it would like no. kind of cloud yeah. the the mystique of this record, you know? Yeah, I haven't dug for any other versions. I wasn't even super aware that. I mean, I knew about like the the differing tape speed. I didn't really know that there was two versions though. Right. Yeah. And then live, it, it, it was it was what you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was, it was drum machine and like everything. Same, like same tempos at least, like right. everything like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The biggest thing really is just him being older and just his voice not being as high pitched. <laughs> it still <laughs> sounded Yeah, it awesome. sounded yeah. great. Yeah. yeah. Just like still, older, his band was killer too. Oh my God. Yeah. Like, he's, the drum machine was like, I was so like happy to see that there was just like this drum machine. And they're like, when they first came out, they're like, oh, we got to let the drum machine warm up a little bit. So there's a full band playing around the drum machine. Yeah. Like that's it was yeah. the drum machine, bass, guitar. Yeah. I've seen some videos online. I didn't know if they changed the setup. Yeah. Yeah. Based on what they were doing, but that seems to be they have someone in the middle controlling like the samples of yeah. the drum machine. Yeah. yeah so it was... it's like all of like the sounds you love from the record are all there yeah. live. Because hmm. there's so many of those moments on this album too where it's just like bang. Yep. Yeah, there's so just like little barks, little scratches. Weird, like, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. It almost sounds like a record scratch because of the quality mm-hmm. of it, but it's yeah. his voice. Yeah, you know, and a lot of the yeah, it's so good. All that was there, but there's like there's live bass the whole time. Mm-hmm. That was rocking, yeah, of course. Yeah. Like cool. just laying in, and someone doing vocals and like guitar and kind of like little synth leads. Mm. It really sounded. All things considered, like the album. Yeah, it really mm-hmm. did. Like, wild. Wow. I was, I was definitely kind of. It's like amazed we just with the whole heard the record the machine and everything. Like, I mean, we we really did hear the record. Yeah, they, I mean, it was just a little bit in a different order. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> they played, yeah, they played the whole thing. Yeah. Every track. Because they left. There you go. <laughs> you know? Right, right. Well, that's the other weird thing too. Is like in the research that I had done, I read a number of interviews with with Atikak, uh or Brian Shimkovitz. Uh, why did he say that? Shimkovitz. Um, and supposedly he said he wanted to record more and, and really? the album has been doing well from, from what I can tell, obviously the record sold out. So it's not like they're not, it's not like they haven't made back any money because mm-hmm. that was one of the deterrents that he said is that he, like he never recorded more in 94 because he ran out of money basically. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But he wanted to, you know, now that there's this new interest and he's now on, on this label and, you know, he's obviously on tour and doing well. He said he wanted to record more, but mm, he hasn't released anything else, right? Yeah, yeah, he yeah. probably hasn't yet. Necessarily need to either. At the same time, it's like just rocking with the album he's got. Yeah. It's like right. I mean, there's no harm in, in writing that, I, I suppose, until the end. I mean, yeah. if, you, if you have one great record, like if you thought you 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 did it with one record, yeah, would you write another record? Yeah, right. Like <laughs> break the legacy. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, I feel like too, especially that it just kind of got bigger so many years after too it's like all right like yeah like he ran out of money before but now it's like he's just got even like the production style of that could have been the closest he got at the time mm-hmm. you know to what he wanted to achieve mm-hmm. i think his wife at the time bought him all the equipment yep. from a flea market yeah yeah and yeah that was like he just put it together and like this is what with what he had i feel yeah. like the album wouldn't be the I'm same sure if it wasn't made in that sort of way yeah right yeah. 
Well, yeah, that, I guess that would would that that would be weird for you for you guys as fans. Like you don't like if he released something that was you know kind of a modern production of some new songs. Like I mean, I'd love to hear it. I'd say yeah. I would like. Yeah, yeah. What oh, I yeah. think about it after is a different story. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't really know what I would expect from the new. Album. I ca- I can't expect anything. Like one album in '94, and then like so much time has passed, and then just another album. Like I don't know what would what it would be but I feel like I now I really want it so yeah <laughs> like who knows even like what Atticac thinks about it yeah you know if True. he's if he's like oh I knocked it out of the park with that lo-fi <laughs> production I, like he's just making it <laughs> right right oh yeah definitely I don't I feel like that was just kind of the mindset it was like I just made the album the way I wanted to make and then yeah right. I wouldn't be surprised if it was super different because mm. it seems like originally he just wanted to write songs and, and make songs so mm. like whatever that looks like for him or sounds like for him now could be different mm. yeah yeah i mean i'm interested I, I at this point i would i would listen to whatever he puts out just mm, to see yeah, what absolutely. what he comes up with oh next God, yeah. but um but all right what so we're gonna get into this record okay um there's only seven tracks on this record it's not very long um it's it was extremely difficult for me because it's in a different language. Yeah. And I don't even mm-hmm. exactly know what language this is. I yeah. mean, it, it's twee kind it's of, twee, yeah. but I think it that also there's... seems like there's like ad libs and like, right. Stuff like that. Definitely. There. There's like, some liberties taken with some yeah. of these words, I think. Yeah. Um, so, uh, the album's called Obasima. Yep. First track is Obasima. From what I've what I've gathered, what I've learned in my my research, uh, Obasima translates to the perfect woman. Yeah, is this what he shared with you at the show? No, he did not. No, no. He oh, there was another one. Any... We were all looking at it the other day. We did, like, <laughs> oh I wow, there's like actually like translated lyrics for yeah. this. It's not like, many. Yeah, not many. <laughs> yeah, just for that. I track. think it's just this song. Yeah. So yeah, according to Genius.com, that's where I found it. I don't know if that's yeah. where you found yeah, it. Same. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The uh, this song is about how difficult it is to find this woman, and how having found her, you have to honor and respect her, because you will never have a person on whom you can rely so much. So, uh, not trying to get too personal or mushy. Uh, who are some of the women in your lives that you hold in high esteem? Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, I love my mom and my sisters. Yeah, I was just thinking we just had Mother's Day. It was yeah, definitely yeah. a time to reflect oh, yeah. on some. And my Mimi, I love my Mimi. <laughs> <laughs> Is that your grandmother? Yeah, no, yeah. I got, I got my Mimi too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. My Mimi, my mama, my memes. Yeah. Now, like, why? Why is that? Like, why do you look up to these ladies? And like, for what do you look up to them for? feel like my sisters i'm always looking up to just like her independence and just she kind of always seems to know what what she wants to do Mm -hmm. is she older or younger she's older okay she's seven years older than me and she's a college professor and like she studies bugs and is always just like into weird just so curious and like i go to her lab and she's like yeah look at all these bees i caught 
the other day and there's just like these bees in a jar or she'll like look at this video of me walking a bee and it's like she's gonna be on a string (laughs) yeah what does she teach what is (laughs) god her doctorate has something to do with ecology or biology but it's basically a big study of honeybees and just their importance and okay yeah, she'll go around the country, and she's been to Germany and stuff too, wow. out of the country, just talking about the importance of bees and right why we need them Amazing. to be sustained and just pretty crazy stuff. She's always just into some crazy project. Mm. Cool. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, to also answer your question, I was just gonna say like I feel like all the you know female figures in my life are kind of the ones that raised me. So I feel like I have so many grandmothers and my mom, of course, but so many, like I have like six different like grandmothers that I've spent time with. Like my great, great grandmother, she passed when she was about one Oh five. So I've gotten to meet quite a few generations of all the, the mothers in my family. Yeah. So that's cool. Interesting. Yeah. Also, our friend Ella Rosa comes to mind, too. Paul Prince. She made some art. Well, she's made a ton of art for us. But it's like such a close friend of ours. She's the fucking best. Oh, can I? Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <same everyone. laughs> yeah no, she's definitely made a huge impact on yeah. all of us. And just, like, especially coming to Providence. Yeah, it was, like, like one, of our best, with us. one of our best, or one of my best friends, like, right when I moved here. Yeah. Just, like. Yeah. Great person. Cool. <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, let's move on to the next song. Um, forgive my my pronunciations if I screw these up. Um, Moma Yendodo. Yeah. Moma Yendodo. All right. So according to Ada Kak from the documentary that I watched, you guys watched the doc, I imagine, yeah. on YouTube? Yeah. I okay. haven't. Me I and John, like four, like four years ago. Okay, so that's all right. The, this, this, this will be a little surprise for you. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, Momo Yendodo means let us love one another. And he mentions this because he says uh, many of the problems in this world and all the hate are from a lack of love. <clears throat> so I think you guys seem very positive from, from the little time I've been spending with you so far. Uh, how how have you managed to maintain your positivity? Uh, it's uh, hard. Like, <laughs> I, I will not lie. Like, there's a lot of times where I do not maintain that. I'm just like, this is so beyond fucked. Like everything is so intense. Mm. Yeah, but no, I mean, just having super close friends and 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 with this group, just having a common shared love of like making music not only in general just like together like it's a mm-hmm. very special thing i feel like what we have like mm-hmm. i feel very deeply yeah yeah what we do like just feels so good and that is definitely a big i feel like musical endeavors give me the most like hope and like excitement in my life right. aside from yeah. just like personal relationships and like meeting people and stuff right and now, now tell me the name of the new record again 
Tightly clung, clung to, to love. love. <laughs> tightly Tight, clung. Tightly clung to love. Tightly, tightly clung, clung to love. Right. To love. So and so you were kind of touching on this earlier when you were kind of mentioning that this new record, you know, and that's that's what it is, that's the name of it. So what's what is the is there a theme going on in there in that in that album? Yeah, there's definitely just themes of growth and just like, you know, really looking at yourself mm-hmm. and Oh man, it's just there's it's so much. Self-love. I mean it really is like it's like a response from the from the other album. I mean, just like kind of a dark, like introspective album to like a, you know, bright, warm album. You know, there's tough moments in there, but it's all like trying to get to another place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Through like, yeah. through love, you think? Is that fair to say, you think? Yeah. I mean, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like when I listen, yeah, I mean, so much of it is about, yeah, self-love, like yeah. getting to... I mean, it's it's so hard to do anything in life without that, obviously. Mm. Like, and we're all f- battling for that every day, obviously. Just trying to love yourself. I feel like this album kind of like serves almost as like a reminder to yourself. Yeah, like, have I'm, yourself on the back, like your new record or this or, or this new record. <laughs> I am at a cack too. I mean, I yeah. feel like that's to tie that together. I mean. It helps to have a good support system. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Friends and yeah. people around you that you make music with. And we mm. connect. You know, right. even the music we like and listen together. I feel like whether we know or not shows up into what we put out, too. Totally. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's what's so like interesting about the Atticac record, too, is in the sense of you know not being able to understand them. Mm-hmm. It's like... We're just... It's, it's an emotional listen like if you can't understand the word i mean you're you have this emotional response to the style of music and how it makes you feel i mean especially seeing him like smiling everything it's like you can't help but yeah i don't know reflect on that and think about how it affects your mood sure he seems like a pretty lovable guy yeah yeah. i mean and he seems super intelligent like very well spoken, just like he's a, he's very poetic. I mean, in the documentary, he kind of like recites a poem of his that is not. Yeah, amazing. It's in English, first of all, so I don't think it has anything to do with the, with the record that he put out, and it's uh, it's very very uh, just intriguing and like amazing. It's just yeah. it's beautiful poetry. Oh my god! Yeah, English is actually the first language of Ghana. Great. Right, yeah. 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 But they do do still speak other languages with a yeah, couple of different dialects. Yeah, and, there are different dialects, but it's mainly like Twi. Yeah, what it's called. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Well, let's uh, let's move on. So I'm gonna practice my Twi right now. Um, the next song is uh, Adagaya. Yeah. Adagaya. All right, so now I've got uh, now because you chose a record that has no lyrics that I can understand. <laughs> I <laughs> I tried my hardest to find translations to anything I could uh, for of any of these words, yeah. Yeah. any of the lyrics. So um, I was trying to use a, a twee translator, 
So this word appeared in a number of Twi phrases that were translated, okay? So essentially, like, the computers kind of showed me all of these, like, weird phrases that I don't know where they were generated from, but I could keep on seeing this word in there. And so the common word from the translations was the word naked or bare. Mm. Mm. So it leads me to believe that adagaya means something along the lines of naked or bare. Mm. Um, so it's my interpretation that this song may have something to do with being naked or bearing it all in a sense. Um, now, I've heard a couple of you guys mention how you have had other bands or played in other bands. Um, do you all find strength performing together? And would you feel more naked if you were performing solo? I definitely definitely together <laughs> definitely together like i don't know i'm man i mean i i haven't done any solo anything too serious like solo wise but oh man i mean just even small small stuff playing like piano at this like cafe thing and i don't know i, I guess i'm definitely susceptible to that i feel naked i feel like you don't feel Wait, comfortable I feel playing alone. Less comfortable, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like when everyone's there, it's like we've rehearsed and just one person's missing out of the. <laughs> it's just it, it sounds a specific just, yeah, sound with yeah. everything. Yeah, I mean, it's like, and so much of our like play style live is just like bouncing off of each other and just the improvisation mm -hmm. aspect of it. So it's like you need kind of like the energy of everybody to like bounce off and bring in different directions and. Hmm. We're just at uh, such a comfortable level too at this point. Yeah, it's like we don't like we don't mm. like we could play a show without rehearsing. Yeah, we it would be like it would be fine. Yeah, we played an <laughs> incredible show at the Columbus with Nova One, and we hadn't played for like a month. Yeah, until then, yeah. like we rehearsed right before the show. <laughs> but <laughs> definitely it was not because good, like we were all like, sick or, or something was going on at one point yeah. or another. Like yeah, but I would, yeah, I would like rather do a show. And like not rehearse at all for two months or something, then practice for a show on my. That's just gonna be me, yeah. or something. Yeah, because it's also like the excitement of like the moment. You don't know what's like. You never know what's gonna happen. Or some section might get extended, or you know, it's just so mm. many. So you guys do improv a lot. Oh yeah, yeah. really yeah, heavily. I think yeah, even opening up that last show was just an entire oh, yeah. improvised jam into the first song to kind of just ease. Some ease shows, in, but we're always. Yeah, we, we thought of doing that the day of too. Yeah, oh, yeah, you know, hmm. it's kind of how the songs evolve too. How we we wrote a song the other day, just literally in one shot. <laughs> yeah, I just started playing the groove, and then everybody just kind of layered in, and we didn't really say anything to each other at all. We were just kind of like <laughs> yeah, seeing where it was taking <laughs> us, and we kind of just came up with like a, a verse, a chorus, an outro, <laughs> yeah. like an intro, <laughs> yeah, like all of this stuff. It was like, oh, let's like, rehearse, and, and then like we get there, and, hey, we want to just jam, and then like, like open up with a little <laughs> the jam. first, like just hitting the instruments was the. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was the, and that's, that's all we did that night. And it existed. Yeah, it just yeah. sometimes it feels good. The I mean, I love bad. I love having bad jams too. I love when it's just like it's you just it just happens. <laughs> yeah. Like it's yeah, just yeah, like definitely. it's something that just needed to get out there. Like even if it's live, it's like we did it, and like you just commit to it, and hmm. whatever happens happens, and that's like the beauty of it. Yeah, yeah. Like, you don't know what's gonna happen. Well, Nevin, from a, a lyricist, vocalist perspective, I mean, how does that work when the, when there's a jam happening? Like, if you guys wrote a song together, did you have lyrics to put into that at that time, or did you have to 
are you going to layer something on that I mean, afterwards? just kind of improvise over it or take you know different lyrics from different parts of the song and put that over but kind of just whatever i'm feeling in the moment and try not to think too hard about it mm. okay you had like a phrase there that was like went along with the motif yeah, yeah. I when we like, wrote that particular thing. Oh yeah, yeah, they, yeah. yeah. We just had this one thing, and it was like. And I, ha I have one thing that kind of felt good. I was like, I, I know I want this particular thing, but that's like that's also the right. Yeah, yeah. Too, but hmm. I feel like I noticed that a lot. It's a good starting point with, with me. Lot. Yeah, I'll just repeat if yeah. something feels good. Like when we're writing, I'll just kind of repeat something over and over and over, and just kind of so it gets drilled into my head too. If I keep on singing it, like weeks and weeks ahead like i know it's something that i'm like happy with yeah, yeah right cool yeah all right let's move on um next song is um medofo <sighs> Oh, <laughs> Personal favorite. Why, why is that? Why, why would so? Yeah, just like the the whole you know seventies disco aspect of the whole thing. Just one of the best grooves. Like the, the, yeah, the album is just so rhythm oriented too. Mm. I feel like that one really encapsulates that. Mm. It's got such so a nice good. organ sound on there. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so smooth. Okay. And, and I feel like it's one of like the more dynamic songs on the yeah. record. Did yeah, that, was that like the that's one what I you were saying. Yeah, there's like a B mm -hmm. section. Yeah, where it's not like so, the yeah. same dance beat almost on on loop in a lot some of the other songs. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I can't remember it too well right now. I <clears throat> I wish I could play a little bit of it for myself, but uh. So, Medofo, closest translation I could find for this was uh the word metafo. Okay, which means enemy. Mm -hmm. um, so, and I think that considering, I think that it could be that, that I think that could be the proper uh, translation, considering Atakak obviously sees the world and people uh, in it that can be very cruel. Um, so this makes me think about how people can be cruel to things or people that they don't understand. Um, with that being said, do you feel like your music has made some enemies over time? because of lack of understanding? Hmm. Uh, I mean, it's not for everybody. I mean, we, I mean we've had moments. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, not specifically, like, we're playing music. and I, or People have actually said, like, oh, this band sucks. Like, a bunch of times. Well, one time we were playing um, in a restaurant gig, and we were oh. playing, like, a really spacey song of ours um and so the dude and comes up and he's like hey play some robin thick blurred lines you guys know that song you want to dance and then dante's just like get out of here like why are you talking to us but it was just like we're all just like vibing and just like super spacey but it's like we were clearly not in the right place if we're yeah, getting was... somebody's yelling robin thick at us yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. please stop <laughs> you get a band like us for a three-hour restaurant gig that's what you're getting because our, our friend was like oh like hey i got this gig for you um really cool yeah we uh, paid we'll, gigs we'll try it out yes yeah, yeah we really worked yeah, yeah. 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 yeah that's good we'll check it out. 
then we then, saw the flyer and it was, <laughs> they were like oh red hot chili peppers yeah. black keys uh parliament oh, like a really <laughs> old picture of us from like five got years marketed, ago like, yeah marketed as yeah. this cover yeah, band this, that's other, gonna other I, I think we played we played chameleon by herbie hancock <laughs> i was gonna say we played butterfly I thought. oh oh yeah someone asked for some oldies we, like I want to hear some old days. I think we played. Oh. That's the only time we played the bottle by Gil Scott. Yeah, yeah. that was, oh, that was wow. a sick cover. Oh wow, yeah. that's a, that's a deep track. <laughs> yeah, who knew that one? No, but I yeah. mean, like, who in the audience would oh, have known no. that song? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> eating some sort of chicken tender meal or something. Yeah. I don't remember that song. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Yeah. Right. I do remember the poster. It was great. It was really <laughs> so, fun. That was like I remember just being halfway through the gig and it's like, oh man, I felt like I was at like a shift. So I was just like, yeah. Oh, I remember God, like loading this? up and we found out that they didn't have a PA. And, like, oh, and that they were expecting us to bring sixty people. Yeah. <laughs> we did not deliver on we a whole not. lot. Yeah, you still get paid. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Sweet. That's all really I forget we used that. We needed that three hundred dollars for something. Of course you did. Studio oh, session or something. Yeah, yeah. 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 It was a nice rehearsal for us. Every, yeah. every band needs every dollar they can get. Yeah. 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 I mean, I guess except for like Kiss. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like for the most part, like we've got good relationships though with people, like, and people. I think I, I something often I see with like at least our music is like it definitely takes people a minute to to get into it, but they'll be at the next show and like or they'll buy the record or whatever. Like it's interesting enough. It interesting. People wanna, people, I think yeah. it's like people one of those things. Like if you like it, you love it, kind of thing. Like you're really into it. You th- you think I was just I was just thinking like maybe you're a two timer. Yeah. Like you're, yeah, you're the type of band that like you have to kind of see it a second time to be like, what did I see the first time? I gotta like, I gotta sit with this for a second. Yeah, that's yeah. definitely what we. I feel like we are too. Like, yeah, and I feel like it's cool if people see us and hate us. Like, that's that's cool with me. It's like, it's all right, that's not it's not for everybody. Right. Like, I don't. It definitely is. Yeah. If you, you elicit know? a reaction, no matter what, whether it's whether it's you know positive or negative, that's good. Yeah, you know, it's of, just like it's not for everybody, and that's cool. It's like you don't need to like every single. Thing we do or any of it at yeah. all it's like that's completely okay with me yeah we played a, a, a restaurant within the past couple of years and uh, there was a bartender who's very audibly <laughs> upset <laughs> yeah that's telling, always the best uh, when someone's telling like, the patrons yeah these guys suck it's almost like a compliment in a way. It's like, it's pretty cool. We're getting like the bartender really hates us. <laughs> Just get them to like dread it. their shift. Yeah. There's that, that famous line that you say online. It's like, hey, don't forget to tip your bartenders. Is that, do you say the opposite this time? You're like, fuck that bartender, guys. <laughs> yeah. don't, don't give them any money, I don't right? Think we found out until after. But yeah. even, even if they don't like our music, I, I think they should, I think they should still get, get tipped. Yeah. I mean, they're probably. <laughs> <laughs> right. They're still not getting paid enough. Yeah. 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 Maybe fourteen. Fourteen percent. Whoa. Really? Yeah. 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 Really? Yeah. Ruthless man. Really? What's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> Steve Buscemi <laughs> over here. <laughs> also, Buscemi not tough. Buff. Right. Wow. Here's my little buff here. That was the littlest fiddle. All right. Well, let's move on to the next song. Um, 
Daniana. This is uh, the Golden yeah, Goose. Yeah, yeah. I think it's the this Golden is the Goose. Yeah, right yeah that's the hit. This is my favorite. Oh, yeah. Electric. Yeah. It's so melodic yeah. compared to some of the other stuff on the album. I don't know what it's about, but play it at my funeral. Like, I want people dancing. <laughs> yeah, dancing on my grave, you know what I mean? <laughs> All right. Noted. Did I, did I pronounce that right? Da Niana? Niana? Da Niana? In the song, it sounds like Da Niana. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Okay. All right, so now this was a really tricky one. So through multiple translations of similar phrases, the only kind of phrase that I could find that was similar was Afana Niana. Okay, so which seems to mean something along the lines of the world, earth, or all nations. Hmm. So considering uh, you all chose this album as a major influence, uh, I think I actually already asked you this. Do you, do you all like other world music artists? Yeah. And you do. Plenty. I even like more popular music that's <clears throat> world influenced. Yeah. I mean, like Peter Gabriel's So. Mm. I feel like. Totally. He, I love synth sounds and all that stuff, but to have those rhythms incorporated in it. Oh, no, like yeah, yeah. For me. Like, or uh, thinking differently about how to be more percussive in my playing. Right. Just on a, on a keyboard. Oh, yeah. You know, with those world influences. Huh. Interesting. And, yeah. like, being a big fan of, like, jazz. And, yeah. and just black American music in general, how much of, how much like rhythms that have been in like Africa and West Africa for years, how you can like trace the lineage of like that to like the shuffle and like swing mm. and, and all of that stuff yeah, it goes is so like deep. so connected. Mm. Um, you can't have a lot of music without some of that stuff, you know? Oh yeah. You can't have... Anything. Almost any music. Yeah. 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 Almost, <laughs> almost definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um, would you want to go to Ghana and buy some tapes? I've been to Ghana oh, and yeah. I didn't buy any tapes. <laughs> you didn't buy tapes? Because <laughs> I wasn't, I just like wasn't in that headspace. Like I don't, yeah, I was watching, I was re-watching that and I've been to the market that they were at there in, in oh, Kumasi. Yeah. Okay. Like the biggest one in Ghana and uh, I was just like, thinking to myself like why didn't i like look for tapes oh man i, I just like right. wasn't yeah. thinking about yeah. that for some reason because you already knew about attic you already knew I about the music I, I don't know if i knew about that might have been just oh, like, okay yeah i love that, that was 2018 duplicating machine they had oh my god yeah of all these tapes and just so many artists and so many gold mines in there probably you know what you got oh yeah heard. yeah well i mean i guess you would go to you know awesome tapes from africa and just yeah. kind of search his I'll collection and, and dig through and i yeah. There's a ton of other releases on that label. Like, all oh, of yeah. them are good. Yeah, yeah I mean, I've, so like, I've put the playlist stuff. on before, and it's just like, it's a, like so much amazing stuff. I yeah. mean, there's just so much music out there that like we'll never even hear, just like mm. as like Americans in our very own little like bubble. It's just like, there's just so much out there. Yeah, it's like... Some really great Ethiopian music that comes out on that label, too. Hmm. Like, um, As in the Catch Waku... That album I found in Syracuse. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! And Halu Merja, 
and the Dollar Fan. Like, there's so much great stuff to check out on Awesome Tapes from Africa. Hmm. Cool. Which is a gold mine. Highly, highly recommend. Oh my god! Yes. Yeah. All right. It would be sick to go. For sure. It would be cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think my visa's almost up. Those for five yeah. years. Huh. Times are taken. Yeah. All right. So the next song, uh, Yem- Yempa Abba. Yep. Um, I'm skipping that one. I found nothing on that song. <laughs> <laughs> Great song. Um, I mean, I'm so, you found a lot. I, you don't even know how stressed I've been. <laughs> it was just like, I gotta learn a different language for this fucking show. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, Alright, well, so then the last song, um, Bomen Nuam? Nuam? Bomen Nuam? Or is Bom, Bom Nuam? I'm not sure. I would say both are acceptable. <laughs> um, so I'm not sure exactly how you pronounce that, but um, so similarly, picking from the constant word. From translated phrases, uh, nuam, that's spelled N-N-W-O-M, looks like it could mean song. Uh, so fittingly, for the final question of the evening, uh, what is a typical song closer for you? Mm. Well, we've been closing with, on the new record, we have this song, Rebuttal, which is a medley of the whole record. So we kind of took pieces, this is all for, yeah, Tightly Clung to Love, like we took pieces of songs throughout the album and kind of just made a whole song off that. It caps off the album beautifully. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Been ending with that a good bit lately. Yeah, I would say so. Kind You're of like master of it. In uh, context. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like I feel like there's different bow, eras you know, where to we tie were the whole thing together. Yeah. Ending with one song for a little bit. Yeah, we used to end with hot depression all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was always the closer. Yeah, it was. Hmm. Been, our, we, we'll encore with uh, Solid Clay a lot. Yeah, that was just like a random single. Mm-hmm. Yeah, still processing. Which is going to be on the new record. Not yeah, yeah. It's going to be on the new record. It's a banger. But, All right. Well, the, the follow-up question to that was, it, do you feel like there's another song that could be even even stronger? Like, is there something that's a, a, a strong contender, I suppose? For uh, for us. Yeah. But, um, I feel like we can make any song a closer. Like, we just, like, do something. Death is a friend. Yeah. So yeah. That's a new That one's really closing. new, yeah. But that yeah. was on a compilation, Our Providence, for, to benefit the Wide Awakes Collective a couple of months ago. Mm-hmm. Something that, like, we we actually recorded that track ourselves and, and had someone master it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like ending with that one. Yeah, it's, it's pretty, it's like, nice. somber. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I don't know, that message, like, thought of death as a friend, mm-hmm. you can always rely on. Yeah. It's just very sombering thought i don't mm-hmm. know even in the music though like each of us have our kind of our own like yeah. improv part we all kind of jam on it and take yeah. turns at the end too so it's very groovy i always think of um one of uh, one of my favorite bands growing up and i mean of all time one of my favorites fugazi said that they used to close their shows with the track sweet in them off of in on the kill taker and that is a very somber like quiet compared to the rest of their music like song Hmm. and when we play songs like that to close our set i feel like i always think back to that 
Mm. I, I just really like because we, we can get kind of zany some of the some oh yeah <laughs> there was one show we ended our set like I was taking apart my drum set and like just like rolling drums across the yeah. stage and like, <laughs> yeah, like picking stuff so up and like hitting my hi hats with my hands there was um there was a I talked I talked to John about this all the time but I ruined a neck of guitar uh, John's guitar oh, yeah. uh, back in high school I just took my microphone and I just rubbed my mic like as hard as I could on the um, neck of his guitar and I just ruined the whole All thing. All the frets were just like charred oh. and ripped up. We ended a set when I fell through the drum kit one time. Yeah. The release show, yeah. The Gear Now Def later release show. Makes me want to just run into our gear and like just like... I really stuff. want to get laid out by some wrestlers. Yeah. During the set, yeah, the <clears> that'd set. be the big finale yeah. right there. We destroyed yeah. a piano, yeah, yeah. We we did a piano, piano, and it, like ex the whole thing exploded, like a little toy piano. Yeah, your foot went through it. Yeah, it was a clean stop. It was very clean. I remember just like clear as day, just like watching it just disperse. Nice, but we're not doing crazy stuff like that anymore. Now we're playing quiet songs. We're now we're mature. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. We're chill. We're chill. I feel like the thing with our band though is like we. If someone just handed like a random set, total random order, we'll make it work. Like yeah. we can mm -hmm. end with anything, make it a good ending. Mm -hmm. Right. More often than not, we don't even plan out our set. We just go up there and just like this is next. Stuff happens. You yeah, just call it out. Just yeah. Kinda, <clears throat> yeah. Right. Or it's like it's cool. right before. We're... Quick write up. Yeah. 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 I mean, like this keyboard, I just have like songs taped to it. Right. <laughs> what we end yeah. with? Uh, yeah, that was written right before. That was, like, yeah, the day of. Just okay, we're gonna do this, and I'll just call him out. Or, what's yeah. the last song? What's the last that? tune? Last tune on still processing. Oh, oh. It's a little, it's a little yeah, yeah. But rebuttal was right before it. So, oh, um, it's yeah. almost a closer. Yeah, those are kind of like tied for the ender. The last right. two are the enders. Yeah. All right. You know what? I actually, I, I have actually one more question that is kind of thought up of when we were talking earlier about like kind of listening to this music that's obscure. You kind of like find, you dig, like having an like being a fan of obscure music, right? Like it's kind of find fun to find a record that nobody knows about, but you yeah. think it's awesome. Oh, yeah. that's yeah, definitely totally. like a cool feeling. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, totally. it's great. I feel like just like the stuff that you. Fine too. It's just like it's a certain type of music a lot of the time that's like yeah. as obscure as it is. It's like a type of band or artist that just made the one-off album. It's like right. and there's so many so artists, yeah. at least for me, that are like that. And I feel like less so that it's obscure, but also more so it's like a miracle almost that certain albums were even like found. Right. Like right. this album. Yeah. Like, yeah. That not. I don't know. It wasn't like. Um, this well, I mean, how many like, years, you know, were people playing that Attic tape in clubs and people yeah. were dancing to it all over the world before he even knew yeah. like, that was even happening? You know, yeah. it's just mm -hmm. like going on with his life. It, it's like reassuring almost yeah. albums like that, though. For sure. Right. Definitely in this case, too, because nothing sounds like Attic. Yeah. It's just yeah. so. Yeah. yeah, it's very original. Like. Uh, that's nothing like it. I, yeah, it's, like, it's insane. <laughs> never heard yeah. anything. Nothing well, like it. So if you guys, I mean, you're you're obviously still making music and you're actually recording more records. Mm -hmm. But how would you feel if like you you could only put out one more record and that was it? And if it, you know, if it 
picked up 20 years from now or something, like, would, would actually, would you kind of like that? That if, like, even if you had, like, this obscure uh, career, let's just say, and then 20 years from now, like, one of your records, like, really hits for some reason. Somebody finds it, just blows it up. I could live like, with that. That'd be cool. I could definitely like, let, that. Let's meet up in 20 years. And, yeah. yeah. yeah that'd go. be cool. Yeah. <laughs> Personally, I would prefer to have a steady career until then. I would yeah, definitely yeah. prefer that. That would be wonderful. Right. But, I mean, if anybody listens to it, I mean, that's cool with me. That's super sick. Like, to not have any... Totally. It's nice to not have any expectations of how many people are going to, you know, listen to it or like For it. sure. You know? Like, no. if, yeah. if I can give someone else that feeling that I get when I find, like, a manic actor to... Like you just found Chuck Senrick. Yeah, like, and that's like I immediately I was like, all right, like, this uh, this is just making me feel so good. Like yeah, I need like, to just listen to this like on repeat for I like can, a month or it two. Almost makes you want to go out and share it though. Yeah, like, yeah, that type totally. Of if, yeah, but like if I can give someone else that feeling, yeah, that's great. Yeah, I mean, I feel like a lot of time we're just trying to make people feel something too with the music. I mean, I don't know when. Yeah, I feel like music with me is like very personal. It's like I. If I don't like it, then I would rather just not do it at all. Like, yeah, it has yeah. to be something yeah. that I like first and foremost. Mm-hmm. I feel like I like so much to uh, music capture in the moment, and if you're there to witness that, that's awesome. And otherwise, it's 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 gone. I mean, Columbus, for instance. Like, I'm sure we got little clips and stuff, but there's no like recording of that. If you're there, you saw it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, like the music is living its own life now. It's a memory. Yeah, it's just mm-hmm. how, I it's like just, that. Yeah, no, it's great. Like, especially you have a crazy jam or something. It's like, oh, is somebody recording that on their phone? It's like, no. And then nobody remembers what we're doing. It's like, it's just yeah. gone and it's in the ether. It's yeah. somewhere else. Yeah. It's not transient. Yeah. <laughs> wow. How many times we played with other local bands and we're just blown away? Yeah. Just yeah. Be, like sharing that with those people too. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. All right, guys. Well, hey, listen, I'd like to say thank you for doing this and sitting down with me. Uh, thank you for choosing this record. As much of a challenge as it was, it's cool, as you were kind of just mentioning now, to kind of share music that is impressive to you for one reason or another, something yeah. that you really love and share with somebody else and that oh, yeah. they can kind of vibe off of it as well. Yeah. So thanks for the opportunity, guys. Thank you. Yeah, thank thanks you. for having Is there anything you have to promote? Is it like, I know the new record's coming out, you're saying, but... Looking like if this is coming out two weeks from now, <coughs> July twenty second, tightly going to the low. The second LP from your favorite neighborhood bakery, Ocheck. Yeah, yeah. Maybe there's a single out. Maybe we got a summer. Maybe we're coming maybe. to a city near you this summer. We might be. Or we're might planning be. to be uh, kind of all over the place. Maybe in Ohio at some point. Maybe we're, we got Chicago looking, cool. looking good. Yeah, Chicago. Cool. Perhaps Virginia, Richmond, mm-hmm. or Harrisburg. Mm-hmm. If not. Write to our write to our email. Yeah, just come yeah. to the, uh, just write to our um, okay, if you want to see the real send... boat check at gmail.com. You can send yeah. us an email. Yeah. Booking invite to your city. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, right, tightly clung to love. It's so good. <laughs> Vinyl and Vision is a psychic static production. Theme song written and performed by Jeff Robbins of 123 Astronaut.
hours full stream about you. I've been healing, I've been healing with her. 